the news on CJOB with Richard Cluche and Julie Buckingham. How you doing? Can't move? And in emergencies, Winnipeggers get great service. But there's this urban-rural divide in Manitoba. We have concerns about losing our hospital, concerns about having paramedics able to attend calls. Um, sometimes they're traveling long distances, 45 minutes, wait times. So our volunteer firefighters are currently responding to most most phone calls. Sadie Rushton is a municipal councillor near McGregor, Manitoba. It's a hospital, but it's not really a hospital in so many ways, is it? Yeah, currently it's more of a care facility for some of our seniors, um, but for emergency services, People typically go to Portage. And you need better EMS out here. Yes, definitely. Um, we have concerns if there's a 911 call, people can't wait 45 minutes, they can't wait an hour, they need care immediately. Hi, I'm Richard Cluche, Decision Manitoba 2019, the podcast. Today, an exclusive look at what's really going on in Manitoba healthcare. It's extensive, and not just simply about converting some emergency rooms into urgent care centers. The road trip. The park. Flynn flock. Steinbeck. I traveled outside the city, spending time in many communities, talking to Manitobans about their concerns and issues. Of the $14.2 billion we spend in Manitoba, the province spends your tax dollars in Manitoba every year. We spend $6.2 billion of that on health care. We need to adjust our system and, and, and make it more appropriate for the help for, to meet the demands of the public today. Over the past year, a group by the name of Shared Health has met with doctors, nurses, administrators, right across the components of the health care system. Shared Health oversees the system in Manitoba and they've traveled the province meeting with community leaders and for the first time they're drafting a health care master plan for the province. That's right, our health care system is really a patchwork successive governments just threw more and more money at it. So the challenge is to cut wait lists for diagnostic tests, complex diseases, mental addiction services, and dealing with the reality that we're living longer but with chronic diseases. Every community in our plan will need access to quality primary health care and access to timely and quality emergency medical services. Dr. Brock Wright is CEO of Shared Health Manitoba. What we do beyond that in a particular individual community is going to be based on the needs of that local community but also what's going on in the surrounding communities and that way we integrate all the pieces together into a integrated aligned provincial system. Herb Jakes, mayor for the town of the Paw. Herb, how long have you been mayor? How long have you been in the Paw? Uh, I was mayor once before for four years and then way for eight, and now I'm back again. And I've been in the Paw for probably close to 40 years. Our emergency room is one of the busiest in Manitoba. We see about 30,000 patients a year, roughly. About two thirds of those are clinical in nature as opposed to emergent. Here's the issue they have there's a clinic in the hospital where you can go for your regular appointments. But most of the doctors staff the emergency room. The ER, very busy, so the docs generally have to cancel their regular appointments to tend to the sick. But more and more people show up at the ER to get service with matters that could be handled by that simple doctor's appointment in the clinic. But the clinic is closed because the doctors are tending to the cases in the ER. It's a never-ending cycle. The solution, a separately staffed medical clinic. We have physicians who are interested in coming to the community. There's there's a challenge of where they can practice and work from right now. The hospital indicates they don't really have the space. 
So uh, that's our, that is probably our single biggest need right now is clinical space. And then there's the ERs across smaller communities throughout Manitoba that are really no longer ERs. They're closed. The hospitals are just glorified personal care homes. Right now there are 18 emergency departments that are on long-term suspension. Lynette Suraguse is a senior official with Shared Health. She's helping to draft that clinical services roadmap for the province. But there are also a number of emergency departments that don't have sustainable models and they don't have enough coverage and so or they have shared um uh shared call between another emergency or they're not open 24 7 but the um, number of unforeseen closures uh, equates in last year's numbers we're looking at 3500 days where there were unforeseen emergency closures and here's the big decision facing the next provincial government what hospitals do you ultimately close in rural Manitoba? Now, the plan is to make sure there's better ambulance, paramedic service, primary care, even virtual care, doctors, nurse practitioners in more and more communities. You first have to start to uh, turn the problem a little bit upside down. Ian Shaw is a colleague of Siragusa and Wright at Shared Health. I mean, our system has really been focused on planning around a large building called a hospital and not really starting to look at what communities need. And so what the planning process has really done, Richard, is start to change the model of, of thinking and starting most of what, at the foundational primary uh, level, what things do people have to have access to and how do you deliver them? And so there's opportunities uh, galore in, in that space to, from partnership with primary care services that come with pharmacists and optometry to uh, access through community health agencies and other other types of organizations through a partnership to really start to look at what happens at the primary care level. And then you start to channel the, the higher level services, the more specialized things into facilities that have all of the things that need, that are needed to deliver care, the diagnostics, access to the EMS uh, capability, uh, broader uh, specialist support, and, and really plan that out in a system way. I think that's really the, the, the challenge. So, Lynette Saragusa, does that ultimately mean that some ERs that really aren't ERs right now in rural Manitoba will officially just have to close? Because they're not performing those duties now. Well, we, I think we have to look at what duties are they performing and what does the community need? They are going to those emergencies because they need something. And so are you what near is making those recommendations to government? I'm thinking you figured this whole thing out. Well, there are a lot of interdependencies that need to be considered. So this is not just a conversation about we're going to shut an emergency down. This is a conversation about what do we need system-wide to serve our population. And we need to include what are we doing with paramedics and EMS and patient transport? What are we doing with lab and diagnostics? How are we leveraging digital health and and those kind of virtual care options? So um, we need to get everything in place and make sure that we can deliver services so our population is safe. But, but that's the answer, healthy. isn't it? Primary physicians, people mm-hmm. that will stay there. Maybe it's uh, advanced paramedics. Maybe it's uh, other types of uh, providers, maybe not necessarily a doctor in that community. And better emergency transportation to get people quickly as possible to an actual hospital where they can get the treatment that they need. Exactly, Richard. And I think that's 
that's kind of a modern way that leading jurisdictions around the world start to look at their healthcare and really intentionally planning where services occur, making decisions and 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 deciding where you want to make investments is really a core part of this process. So I would think this is less less about closures and more about trying to understand where do we have a requirement to build build around or where do we have some capacity to build around that we can get to, to a sustainable practice that physicians aren't on call 24-7, six days out of seven in a week and really don't have the energy left at the end of the week to support their patients so that we build a practice of 10 or 12 physicians that actually can provide broader support to the community. Richard Cluche with you. The future of healthcare, especially in rural Manitoba, it's the Global News Decision Manitoba 2019 podcast. Think about the amount of technology that we have incorporated into our daily lives. I sat down with Gigi Osler. She's a Winnipeg surgeon who just finished her one-year term as president of the Canadian Medical Association. That allowed her to travel right across the country to find out what works and what doesn't work in healthcare. But in healthcare, we have hospitals, we have doctor's offices, we still rely on fax machines, we still rely on pagers. Uh, and so... There's this sense across the country that I'm getting from patients, from families, from doctors, from nurses, healthcare providers. We need to upgrade. We need to modernize our healthcare system. And there is technology that's being used, but in pockets here and there. In my role as CMA president over the last year, I've had the opportunity to visit some of these pockets and be absolutely amazed at some of the technology that's being used to improve healthcare delivery. She's passionate about applying more technology to help us prevent, diagnose, treat, follow up with patients in urban areas and rural and remote parts of the country. Family doctor in downtown Hamilton, Ontario. And he does virtual healthcare visits with some of the patients in his practice. So many of his patients are older and not as mobile. And instead of scheduling a visit where they physically have to come into his office to see him, his nurse will go visit them with all the equipment, with the iPad, with a digital thermometer, with a digital ear scope. He logs into the computer in his office and he does a virtual visit with his patients. So they don't have to leave their home in the winter. They don't have to go on icy sidewalks. They don't have to pay for parking and they love it. But that's one example of one doctor in one city. These are the types of more efficient healthcare delivery using technology that's available that we need to scale up across the country. There's an example in Prince Edward Island where physicians offsite connect with patients within a hospital or clinical environment through technology as well. This hospital had a a shortage of in-house doctors to uh, look after patients who were admitted. They had some doctors, but some people had left. And so these doctors were getting burnt out trying to look after the patients in hospital. So the hospital had an idea. They contracted a company to do virtual rounds on their patients. And so the doctors are located in Ontario, and this is a small town in Prince Edward Island, every morning the nurse walks around with the computer, with a camera and monitor on a stand. They go to the patient's bedside, connect with the doctor in Ontario, and the patient in the hospital PI gets to see the doctor on the screen. They talk, 
he asks them questions. The nurse is there at the bedside and so can use a digital stethoscope, digital ear scope to examine the patient. The doctor has access to the patient's chart electronically. And they found this virtual rounding so successful. The patients have been thrilled with it. The doctors that are there are no longer getting burnt out from having to do um, all of this rounds every, well, they were doing it every week without any breaks. And so now they're able to take holidays, take breaks, so their doctors aren't getting burnt out. Nurses are happy, doctors are happy, patients are happy. An element of the recently ratified agreement between Doctors Manitoba and the provincial government creates a joint committee to examine a host of issues, including these types of technology fixes to bridge the gaps in care. While this doesn't mean it's going to accelerate technology, it certainly is a start. I look at my nursing colleagues, and in some hospitals, we still have paper charts, and we still have electronic charts. So I see a lot of my nursing colleagues spending more time on the computer, on the electronic chart, more time on the paper chart, and less time at the bedside. So I think it is finding a way and ways to incorporate and integrate the technology where everyone benefits, but especially the patients. But also that commitment to investing in IT, Mm -hmm. because in 2019, to still have, for example, the Victoria General Hospital paper charting, they're doing so many advanced things there, but still paper charting. Mm -hmm. Come on. There needs to be that investment and that commitment. We'll talk a little bit about your practice. You've come off a year, you know, of learning uh, from a national perspective, from coast to coast, and and looking at systems overseas. What do you hear from people in your practice about if we change this, we could accomplish so much more? Give us a few examples. Certainly, and at the CMA, we've started a virtual care task force. And it's in that spirit of collaboration. So we are co-chairing it with the Royal College of Physicians and Surgeons of Canada and the College of Family Physicians of Canada, trying to take that big picture look nationally. What are some of the barriers that are allowing widespread adoption of technology across the country? So I'll look at Virtual care, for example. So one of the boundaries or barriers to preventing virtual care for specialists like myself to a patient in another province, like in Kenora, Ontario, because Kenora is quite close to to Winnipeg, much closer than Toronto, one of the barriers is licensing of that doctor. And what most people don't realize is doctors are licensed in the province in which they practice. It's not a national license. And so I am unable to provide any type of virtual healthcare visit to somebody living in Ontario simply because I don't have an Ontario license. So one of the um, issues that we're tackling with this National Task Care Force is what can we do working with all of the stakeholders across the country, especially the colleges that provide doctors with their medical license, How can we overcome that? How can we work together? So the Doctor Licensing College in Manitoba and the Doctor Licensing College in Ontario, what can we do to work together to allow physicians to provide healthcare across provincial or territorial boundaries? And 
I've been extremely um, heartened to see a lot of willingness to collaborate across the country. And I'm going to give you an example in the Atlantic provinces. The four Atlantic premiers have made a commitment to try to regionalize health care, particularly licensure. And they're starting with physicians, but they'd like to see all health care providers licensed within the region. Because uh, when I look at healthcare issues and woes across the country, um, our colleagues, our, our fellow Canadians in the Atlantic provinces um, really are experiencing um, shortages uh, f- beyond what many of us are, are experiencing here at home in Manitoba. So that's one example where there is collaboration and political will, the political level, health authority level, um, doctor level, and patients really want it. All those levels working together to try to integrate, to try to get rid of some of the the barriers and integrate technology into the healthcare system. When it comes to the practicality of what your patients need, be it better home care, long-term care beds, um, processes in place to keep people out of hospitals, where do you see that? Where are the needs right now? You've raised the spectrum of healthcare. So a lot of it, yes is prevention. You know, we do need to um, start talking about having programs and put more of an emphasis on uh, preventative medicine and health pre- health promotion. And I'm going to say I see a lot of Canadians doing that already. You look at the um, amount of people walking around with Fitbits or using apps on their phone to monitor their health or Alexa People are stepping up, and they are monitoring their own health. One of the issues right now is that we can't take all of that information that people are gathering on that own and really incorporate it into the healthcare system in any meaningful, usable way. So people are stepping up, doing their best to try to stay healthy. Within the healthcare system, can we find better ways to um, look after people when they're in hospital and keep them out of hospital? Certainly. Our current healthcare system is um, designed, its its basis was designed decades ago uh, at a time when Canadians were much younger. And it really is a hospital-based system. And I see now governments starting to uh, try to move healthcare out of the hospitals more out into the community, which does save money. Part of it is making sure that the care that's out in the community um, is accepted and high quality, and there's efficient flow so that people don't fall in between the gaps. And then I look at our seniors. You know, we've got uh, this growing cohort of seniors, and uh, as you get older, we need more healthcare dollars. Part of what we've been trying to advocate for at the CMA is more federal money to be transferred to the provinces, specifically to look after our seniors and our aging population. Because as our group of senior Canadians get older and start to need more of the healthcare dollars, there's less healthcare dollars to look after everything else. So we're trying to take a high-level overview of everything. It can't be Band-Aid here, Band-Aid there. Uh, We really do need more collaboration, federal to provincial, and within within the provincial boundaries, um, all of the stakeholders. Dr. Gigi Osler is the former head of the Canadian Medical Association. I'm Richard Cluche, Decision Manitoba 2019, the podcast. Thanks for listening.
I was riveted by the whole thing. I couldn't turn it off. The news on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham.